We need to stop emanating that. And how do we even do that? The thing is, I think that we have this extraordinary limiting belief around growth and what the true secret sauce of success is. That, that growth comes without massive pain. But as we get older, we can start to choose. And the problem is that most of us don't. We know how important people are and how rapidly technology is and will continue to change our world. The way we live, the way we work, and the way we experience life as we know it. In a hyper-connected global economy, it is the combination of extraordinary people and advanced tech that will make a brighter future. But without evolved leaders knowing how to apply that value of neurodiversity, businesses, teams, and relationships will exponentially suffer. We believe in your ability and are obsessed with helping people like you shift into unlimited potential. It is our honor to help you and your teams optimize and automate the skills, tools, and solutions that can bridge that gap between intelligence and implementation as you venture into your unique mission. Let us welcome you to Evolve Ventures. Welcome to Evolve Ventures, where we are making evolution possible for growth-minded humans through vulnerable lessons, stories, and technology. I am your host, Bianca Thomas. And I am your host, Amelia Smith. Welcome back for another episode, one, two, four, the biggest secret to growth. Bianca's going to get us started with a story here, and we hope that by the end of this episode, you feel as though you finally discovered one of the biggest secrets to growth. Be mm. It's a big claim. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I want you all to picture in your minds two different people. All right. Let's compare uh, Joey and Johnny. All right. And sorry to anyone listening to this named either of those, but those are the first two things I could think of. <laughs> Joey um, is in a job. It's a good job. It's whatever. You know, he's he's content with it goes to work every day, comes home, hangs out with his wife, maybe, or his partner, whomever that is. And on the weekends, all he does is just go to the bar, go hang out with people, go um, just engage in a lot of very pleasure-centered activities, right? He just wants to have fun. He just wants to live life do whatever he wants. Nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Now let's look at who did I say? Was that Johnny or Joey? Now Joey let's look at the Johnny. other person. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Let's look at this other person. <laughs> this other person has a job, but he's hoping to be able to do more. He's surrounding mm -hmm. himself with people who are on a very similar mission to him, who are trying to advance in their career. They're trying to make more out of their life. Mm -hmm. They're going to seminars. They're reading books on the weekends. Yeah, they still go and they have fun, but they're, they're allocating time on their weekend and at night to build their craft, to build their mm -hmm. dream, to learn. And they still have fun, but they spend a lot more intentional effort in growth. Mm -hmm. Who do we think is going to have a more successful, happier, more fulfilled life? Who do we believe is going to be able to have the higher degree of growth? 
probably the second person. Mm. The builder. Why is that the case? The point that we are going to be talking about in this episode, this one specifically, are the people you surround yourself with. Mm. The people that are in your life, hands down, are one of the biggest contributing factors to you, your wellness, your happiness, your growth, and the overall fulfillment that you have in your life. One of the things that I have talked about a lot on this show is something called, I haven't really explicitly said what like the word for it out loud, but social learning theory. So social learning theory is this concept that the person that we are and the person that we um, become is we learn it. So we become who we are through learning and modeling and replicating what the people in our environment do. Mm. So when you're a little kid, when you're a little boy, a little girl, a little person, and you see your family acting in a certain way, they think certain things, say certain things, do certain things, engage in certain behaviors. Mom has this type of job. Other mom has this type of job, dad and dad, grandparents, whomever, they're engaging in certain types of behaviors. They're living life in a certain way. Most of us were not ever explicitly said, hey, you're supposed to think like this and you're supposed to act like this and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to be this type of person. Mm. Some of us were, right? You got to be a doctor, you got to be a lawyer, you got to be an engineer or a failure. That was my family, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of Middle Eastern cultures, it's like notorious for that. But we are modeled and demonstrated these very specific ways of being. Mm. So these are kind of put on us and we adopt them and they start to shape the person that we are mm. along with the, the person that we're born being, right? So like I was born as me, crazy, wild child, whatever. Amelia was screaming skull over there. That's who she was when she was a kid. And I was actually talking about that recently. <laughs> Were you? Oh yeah. Literally earlier today, we had a so whole- funny whole connection over that. It was awesome. So I'm monkey, the wild child, which is literally what I was called. And Mm -hmm. Amelia is who she was, but the environment that we were in, it started to shape the beliefs that we have, the people that we surrounded ourselves with, and the ideas that we developed from those people. So we can't really choose when we are children when we are first born, when we are youngsters who cannot fend for ourselves, who is in our environment, who is shaping us and molding and crafting our mind and our understanding of the world and our references and our frame of knowledge and understanding. Mm. But as we get older, we can start to choose. And the problem is that most of us don't. We stay in line with the same types of people that we grew up with. We stay in line with the same types of people that are familiar to us. Mm. And it is why most people do not grow. I could not agree more with that, though I will take this episode with a slightly different approach. Mm. So while be what you just said is so 
valuable and it's so important and we certainly cannot emphasize that enough. Like the people that you surround yourself with, they will comprise the environment that you grow in. And so there's this analogy as you know, as a longtime listener, I love plants and to the whole like nerdy part of me that you saw come out in one of our last episodes um, that totally flopped. Um, plants are a great teacher when it comes to this stuff, because if I were to um, put my my plants that really love fertilizer and soil and really rich minerals within their soil if they really, really love that and I just put them in a bucket of rocks, they're not going to grow the same. They cannot grow the same. In a They'll bucket probably, of rocks. The bucket of rocks, it, it's not the proper environment for them to grow. It doesn't give them any stretch, any challenge, any, any um, reason to grow in the capacity that is possible for them. As a matter of fact, it's the complete opposite environment. Mm. Whereas if I were to give that plant when I know what it needs to grow, exactly what it needs to grow, but a bigger pot, a bigger soil, more of what it needs to grow, its root systems will completely expand and it will create this magnificent plant. Now, people are just like plants. And I know that some of you guys might be like, all right, Amelia, where are we going with this one again? <laughs> but like, here's the thing. Environments. We talk about this a lot. We'll talk about it in the future. So here's the thing. The people are the fertilizer or the rocks of our growth. They're the fertilizer of our growth or the rocks of our future. And I'm not talking about like, she holds it down. She's my rock. He's my rock. All that kind of rock. No, it, this is the rocks that do not grow anything. It doesn't force mm -hmm. you to get outside of your comfort zone. It doesn't encourage you to think beyond your current limitations, right? So there's this concept around this that I kind of want to bring to the table uh, in terms of vibrations. So I see everything in terms of vibrations. So if you were to kind of hang with me, everyone knows what the rainbow looks like, right? You have different colors in the rainbow, right? <laughs> so every single person is, if you will, a different color. And there's different vibrations that are what people refer to as low vibes, right? And I'm doing air quotes if you're not watching this on YouTube. There's low vibe people in this world. And though I know and understand we want to see each other all the same, we want to see each other all as great, all that jazz. I love that because that's showing me that you're either super naive or super optimistic. Either way, it will bring you growth or you're, you're seeing this reality that you haven't been forced into. Or the fact that there are different mm -hmm. vibes in this world for a very different reason. There's different vibrations that you've come across based on your upbringing, based on your environment, based on the people that you surround yourself with. Now, I was talking about this with a coaching client earlier today about the vibes of people that she surrounded herself with. And a lot of it has to do with what she's used to. Oftentimes when we get, when we grow up, and we're growing, quote unquote, up, our brains get programmed to quote unquote, serve you, i.e. keep you in a comfort zone. You don't realize that when you actually were grown up in a quote unquote, comfort zone that was low vibe, that's oftentimes what you'll attract. You'll probably mm -hmm. go and seek out relationships that are similar to what you grew up in, right? So if they don't treat you well, and treat you in the capacity that you deserve and that you've worked for and that you've earned and that you've communicated you need, it's 
probably be because a part of you is seeking what was familiar when you grow up. And so there's a low vibe energy. How do we shift out of that low vibe energy and away from those types of people? We need to stop emanating that. And how do we even do that? The thing is, I think that we have this extraordinary limiting belief around growth and what the true secret sauce of success is. That, that growth comes without massive pain. Mm. Pain and suffering be, you had to actually mention this on your Evolve story, which if you're not a member of our private Facebook group, definitely click in the show notes to, to listen to this. But the conversation that you and Derek had really touched upon this about how important pain and suffering is to actual growth. Just like, you know, that plant analogy, putting this plant in a bucket of rocks, it probably won't grow, but it will be put in a situation in an environment that will force it to grow and grow differently. That's the key. That plant will undergo massive pain and trauma, metaphorically speaking, because it doesn't know how to grow in the situation. And that's what changes its vibration. Just like people, when you don't have massive pain, the growth is not going to be on the other side. That doesn't happen. And so while your brain might be programmed kind of against you as you grow up, you have to realize that reprogramming that, meaning swapping the people in your life, sometimes ruthlessly, sometimes with grace, depends on where you're at. I think that that's actually really, really important mm -hmm. from a biological standpoint. We don't, it's, it's not in our nature to say, this tribe no longer serves us. It's not in our nature. We want to be we want to be accepted. We want to belong with the tribe that we've been grown up with, right? And to do the opposite of that yeah. ignites the part of our brain that is like literal death. This is going to be death for us. But the thing is we're running an old paradigm. We think that pain, social pain is is going to lead to change that will kill us. When in reality right now it's quite the opposite. Some of the best incredible things that have occurred in my life and my journey was the pain that I experienced by saying no to the people that didn't not serve my next evolution and to distance myself from people that were actually pulling me down. Right. So, mm. so this is the thing, like, I really don't believe people can mac maximize their greatness without facing this extraordinary pain mm. of getting around different people. And I think it's Napoleon Hill that had mentioned, or maybe not, maybe Bob Proctor, but you know, if you look at someone's success to be your example, person one and person two, it's the books they read, the people that they surround themselves with, and the thoughts that they start to change in their head. That makes the biggest difference between those two people. Why? Because it's their environment. It's the pain that they had to grow through that wasn't ordinary, that wasn't something they were naturally pulled to but it's because they had bigger ambitions, big, bigger dreams, bigger goals to want that for themselves that they were forced into that growth. Well, here's the thing, and you talk about this a lot. We all have a need to belong. Mm. We have a need to feel seen and heard and loved and safe. And the best way to get that need met is actually to adapt to the environment that you're in. That is actually functional. In order to survive, we need to adapt to the environment that we're in, which means take on the values, beliefs, the goals, the actions, the ideas, the way of being of, to your point, 
that tribe, that is actually adaptive functioning. Mm -hmm. The problem is that we do it so well that it actually can hurt us Mm. because it's safe to stay in the familiar. It is safe to stay in the environments that have kept you safe enough. You might not be happy, but well, at least I know it. Yeah, It's like the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't. Because at mm-hmm. least this one, I know. At right. least in this environment, I know what my mom is going to say, what my dad is going to say, what this person or that person or this partner or that whatever is going to do and what they're going to say. So it's yeah. familiar. I, I can stay here. It It's counterintuitive, but it's actually adaptive to do that mm. from a safety perspective. But here's the thing. If you're listening to this show, you're not trying to just stay safe. Mm -hmm. You're trying to grow. You're trying to get better. You're trying to learn and become more. And if you want to be able to learn and grow and become more and do more, you have to get in new environments that do scare you. Mm. You have to get in environments that will enable and actually force you to grow Mm. on the, on that, um, your evolved story. I had said this, I could not be the person that I am today. If I wasn't forced in environments that I had to grow in order to stay, if I want to be in Amelia's orbit, I have to keep growing because she will outgrow me and she'll leave me behind and not in a malicious way, but the rate in which she is growing, if I don't keep that up, I will get left behind. Mm. So how do you actually do this? What, what, what do you need to do in order to start surrounding yourself with the right type of people? I think the first step, and M, you talk about this also very frequently, is start getting very clear on your values your aspirations and your beliefs, and you need to gain clarity around what it is that you want. Who is the type of person that you want to be? Who is the type of person that when you think about being that, it it is so exciting. And to your point, it's very high vibe. Mm -hmm. It's a positive energy. Yeah. And the second question is, who do you have to be? What do you have to do in order to become that? Because when you can answer that question, then you can start surrounding yourself with those types of people. So if I want to become a bodybuilder, Mm -hmm. if I want to compete competitively, let's say, okay, what are the things that I have to do in order to do that? I have to prep and track all of my food. I have to learn about uh, macronutrients, micronutrients, calories, all of that, and learn how to manipulate them in order to get to the body that I want. I have to consistently exercise. I have to learn how to do that to to get the type of body that's stage ready. Okay. So that's what I want. That's the type of person I want to be. Those are the things that I have to do. Who are the people that are already doing that? Mm. Other bodybuilders, people who are already further along. So I would go to a bodybuilding gym, which I actually am at. Mm. I would spend time and invest time with people who are doing that. I would hire a coach who is very far along already who can help me do that. And I would dive into media, social media, education, learning videos, all of that stuff of 
pages that are going to help me learn even further how to do that. I'll become part of that community. So for all of you, what is that for you? What is the person that when you think of, you're like, wow, I would love to be that person. Mm -hmm. Get clear on what you do, what you would have to do in order to be that person, and then surround yourself with the people already doing it, who Mm -hmm. are already on their way. Friends who are maybe where you are that you guys can go do it together. I think that, um, and I'll kind of finish on this, where this was another thing that I was saying on another coaching call earlier today about how we all have an extraordinarily deep pain. What binds us as a human species is that we can extrapolate meaning and interpret that as not just physical pain, but emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, all that jazz. And so each one of us is plagued. I don't want to say plagued, but has been pricked by some deep emotional pain, something deep, deep within inside each and every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And the truth here, and I posted this on my story earlier today, which when this episode comes back would have been, you know, a week or two from now, but it, it was around this concept of what I didn't understand at one of my deepest parts of my journey. And it is certainly not said in this way to myself was that your your pain is what births the vision for the future that you will single-handedly contribute to creating. So we have this digital asset and I'll have it linked in the show note um, that will help kind of conceptualize and visualize this. Your unique impact, your imprint, your contribution to this world as a listener it will be ignited, inflamed. You'll grow because of this pain. And mm-hmm. if you can leverage that pain to birth the vision of that, like this world that you want to see, that will birth your purpose. That will birth your mission. And ultimately, when you work towards that every single day, that will birth your impact in this world. And so, you know, this whole concept around how how pain necessarily isn't the best thing and we try to avoid it like the plague, I think that one of the biggest secrets to growth is actually understanding truly the value of this pain that you as a listener are uniquely pricked with that can be transformed into your biggest purpose, your biggest mission, and therefore the impact that you leave in this world. And I think that there's nothing more inspiring than that, than seeing it from that frame. Well said. So my final takeaway to that is when it comes to the biggest secret secret of growth, never underestimate what the prickle of pain can do for you in your future and what you can leverage Mm -hmm. as a result of that. I just had a bug fly in my nose. That's great. Love that. To that extent, the episode (laughs) suggestion that I would suggest is 106, the difference in a fixed versus growth mindset culture. Mm. This is so extraordinary when it comes to talking about people and the environment that you surround yourself with. And when you realize you take off the like distortion reality field, you realize you've actually grown up in a fixed mindset culture, what you can do to transform from that. Mine is number 62, relationships and how they shape you. And we hope (laughs) that you had a blast with this conversation. We hope that this kicked up some good fairy dust that will actually serve your future. And to that extent, stay with us. We will be having our next Monday episode, Monday motivation episode coming out. 
And if you're a new listener, we are so grateful to have you on this journey. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. We know firsthand how important it is to have people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't even have to be on camera. You can literally just listen in if you want to so that you can get this content. You can hear what the community has to say and be involved with the conversation in real time. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. Click in the link for Out of the Mud in the show notes to register for our next event. We love hearing from our listeners and community members. In efforts to help you evolve, we invite you to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Evolve Ventures or reach out to us directly via DM at Evolve with Amelia and Evolve with Bianca. Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses that are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.